Hello everybody and welcome to a very, very special episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast, as this is the 100th episode of Shark's Pond, and what a better way to celebrate the 100th episode of Shark's Pond than by reviewing the 100th episode of South Park. Yep, this is the 100th episode of South Park. Uh, It has taken uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone about five and a half years, almost six years, to get to this point. And it has taken this podcast about three years to get to this point. So it's taken two years, I have gone two years quicker in uh, getting to the 100th episode of South Park than Trey and Matt, but, you know, I'm reviewing their creating. So the episode that will be discussed today is called I'm a Little Bit Country, and this is an interesting time in the United States because the U.S. had gone and invaded Iraq. And at this point in time, they have already gotten Saddam Hussein out of power. But uh, as we know, Saddam Hussein was still... um, Hiding, and he would be hiding. He wouldn't be found until December of this particular year, 2003. But what I remember from the early stages of this particular round of U.S. going to Iraq, because the first time around, I was like five and a half, so I wouldn't remember a thing. Although I did find recently, um, I, I did find recently uh, a letter that uh, I had gotten when I was in preschool from someone who was in the war in Iraq uh, during Operation Desert Storm. But I'm not going to get into that. Um, but here, all I remember from the early stages of the war was the news coverage like it broke on a Wednesday night I because I, I think the season premiere of South Park if you remember happened the same night that we had gone to war with with Iraq so by this point in time we have already taken control of Iraq Saddam Hussein was no longer in power, but he was still uh, a very, very wanted man. So for this 100th episode, uh, besides doing the review of the episode and giving my thoughts and reading the IMDb reviews, I figured uh, this is a 100th episode. This is going to be a very special episode. I'm going to mention a little later on three three shows that are relatable to South Park not in this not in the theme of their 100th episode but just how they relate to South Park and I think you guys will catch on pretty quickly and then at the end of this episode uh, I have a special tribute a special surprise for all of you listeners out there. So, uh, let's jump right into this week's episode. It is I'm a Little Bit Country. The episode originally aired on April the 9th, 2003, was written and directed by Trey Parker. And our episode begins in school where Mr. Garrison comes into the class and as the children are about to get prepared to work from their math homework that they had gotten the previous night, Mr. Garrison tells them that there is a protest outside and that 
if you are against the war, you can go out of school and go and protest. If you are for the war, then you can just stay here. Well, naturally, all the kids realize we get out of school early. So, as the boys realize what or what is going on, that they are free, uh, we see a protest of, you know, no war. You know, no war, no war, no war. So, Mr. Ge or, uh, Mr. Mackey gives the boys signs of anti-war. And this news reporter goes up to them and... And, and he, you know, he asks them, you know, what are you here protesting about? Uh, the war? Yes, what about the war? Kyle's like, uh, it, it's gay? And then we get this great, like, set here of like, well, what, what what's gay about the war? Um, and, and, they, and they read the signs. Stan, Stan reads his sign. War is not my voice? Kyle is no blood for oil. And Cartman reads Kenny's sign, which is the absolute best one. And he goes, Bush is a nazi. So, <laughs> Bush is a nazi. So, after that, uh, the pro-war protesters come over. Um... And they talk about how, if you don't like our country, then you can get out. And they mention how the Founding Fathers would be disappointed in, you know, what they are seeing if they were alive. So, then the news reporter asks the boys, what do you think the Founding Fathers would think of this? And they're like, who? So, then we have this brawl between the protesters and Mr. Garrison just stands there and he's like well I hope you're happy you just you just stood there in front of the whole world saying that you don't know about the founding fathers so Mr. Garrison makes all the students in the class do a project on 1776 and on the founding fathers and what the founding fathers would think of what is going on with the war so they break up into their study groups of four. So, Stan, Kyle, Carmen, Kenny sort of figures that they would be in a group together. And Carmen's having a little bit of a hard time because he, you know, he doesn't want to do the work. And he tries to do these flashbacks, which is like, Oh, I wonder what happened in 1776. So he tries three different times. And just doesn't work because you know Carmen doesn't like to study he doesn't like to do any homework so then we have the protesters uh, they're on different sides of the street as one of them paints a white line and they're like this side is for the patriotic side and this is for the American haters and you know they're they make fun of each other and then they're like well, well, wait a minute. What what if we need to get, you know, what if we need to get gas? Oh, yeah, well, you could come onto our side. What if we had to mail something? Oh, you could, you know, you could come to our side. And and there's this good back and forth where it's like, oh, well, naturally. I mean, if your kids are coming to school, you could come over on my side. And then, if, you know, you go this way. It's just really good. And then uh, Randy has this great line at the end. And it's like, you know, there's something here that we're all missing. And that's. We should all be fighting each other. So they start to fight each other again. So we're at Cartman's house. And the guys see that Cartman has set up a... How can, how can I describe this? Sort of a, uh, a device to set up to where Cartman can have a flashback to go to 1776. So what he's done is he's made, he's used string and he's tied this rock and he's got it up hanging over his door. And Cartman is going to trip on the wire and the rock is going to fall on his head 
and it is going to send him to 1776. So, Cartman tries, he walks, he trips on the wire, the rock falls on Cartman's head. Except it doesn't quite work. Although I think Cartman probably got a concussion from that. I'm just, I'm just guessing. So we go to the mayor's office, and we're having a rabble. Rabble, 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 rabble. And both sides are arguing that they had the town square to do their protest. So the mayor's like, look, if you two are not going to be polite and act adult-like to settle this, then the only thing we can do is you guys both have a protest at the same time. They're like, okay, fine, we can do that. And they're like, we'll be your shizzle. You know, it's just, you know, for shizzle, for shizzle, and she could do visual for shizzle, for shizzle. So, the, so now we go back to Cartman's house. And this time, Cartman has set up something even more dumber than the first time. And honestly, I would not recommend our younger audience to ever try this at home. He has tied himself upside down over a big pool of water. And next to him is a TiVo. And what he has done is he is recording hours of History Channel shows. And once the TiVo has filled up, the TiVo will fall into the water... Cartman will descend into the water and he will have this flashback to go into 1776. Well, uh, the boys are, at this point, they're like, this is a really stupid idea. Well, Cartman ends up getting electrocuted. Because, you know, mixing water and anything electronic that, that that goes really well together so Carmen is laying in the pool motionless but he is in 1776 Philadelphia so he has managed to make it to make this flashback to 1776 Philadelphia so he is with an official messenger boy and he is about to receive a very important document. Well, he tells Carmen that he can't go to retrieve it. So Carmen, doing what Cartman does, he picks up a stick and he beats the crap out of the messenger boy, bloodies him up. He probably killed him and hid his body. And he went to Thomas Jefferson's house. He gets the official document and he's like, wow. The Declaration of Independence Day. So he's told, you know, go take this downtown. So then we get back. Oh, no, we don't. We, we actually go to uh, the town hall. And there are all these people there. And they, you know, John Hancock's there. And... John Adams is there, and John Adams reads the Declaration of Independence. And at the end of the Declaration of Independence, it says, P.S. Every Thursday should be free ice cream day. Now, we go back to South Park. Or no, we, you know what, yeah, we're going to we're gonna go to South Park now. Because we get this great musical montage of anti-war and pro-war and well if I tried to sing it I think I'd be doing a disservice not only to the the, the, the people that work on the show but also to you so you know what we're gonna play this clip and you enjoy these next two and a half minutes listening to this I'm a little bit country Well, I'm a little bit rock and roll, yeah I'm a little for supporting our troops And I'm a 
for bringing them home. I believe freedom isn't free. No, but war shouldn't be our goal. We must defend our country. If it means war, then we say no. Did you forget them towers in New York? Did you forget how it made you feel? See them towers come down. Were you like me? Did you think it weren't real? I like to rock, but I don't want to rock. I rock. The only kind of rock in America should do is the kind that we can all dance to. Yeah. We got GPS, ICBMs, and good old-fashioned lead. We're gonna show Saddam what America means. That son of a bitch will be dead. Why are we fighting this war? There was a man in the office we didn't vote for. They didn't give me a choice. War is not my voice. Yeah! Hey, I'm a little bit country. Isn't that nice? I, there is another part to that at the end. So, so we have that. And we go back to 1776, and now we have this big discussion of, do we go to war? Do we fight against England, or do we not? And we have this argument, and at one point, one of the people in the hall are like, if you don't support our colonies, then you can get out! So... They have this argument, and at one point, Cartman has this line of, Wow, this is very, very relevant. Which is really good. This is a really good episode. I enjoy this episode. Um, so, we go back to South Park, and we are told that the protesters are still going 86 hours long. This has been going for 86 hours. So, Stan and Kyle come up, and at this point, they have lost Cartman because he electrocuted himself. They have lost Kenny because Kenny's dad pulled him out of the group. So, it is just Stan and Kyle. So, they're supposed to do this presentation of what the founding fathers would think of this war. And they didn't do it. Why? Well, like I mentioned, Cardman electrocuted himself. Kenny got pulled out. Kyle set his, forgot to set his alarm. They had to switch times. And because of all of this, they never did the homework. And then this leads to another brawl with the protesters, and this is easily the most violent pro or the most violent brawl that the protesters have had. So we go back to 1776, and as the men are arguing over what they should be doing, here comes Benjamin Franklin. <gasps> Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. It's Benjamin Franklin. And this is very special because Benjamin Franklin is voiced by none other than the one and only Norman Lear. Now, I know uh, some of our younger listeners are probably wondering, okay, well, that's great, but who's Norman Lear? Well, if you're into television, or if you, you know, if like if you're into the history of television, Norman Lear is one of the more important names and more important figures in the history of television, especially here in the United States, because he produced some of the biggest shows of all time. He was the producer for such shows as All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Sanford and Son, Good Times, Maud, one day at a time. As a matter of fact, I, I have the list here. I have the whole list of all the shows he has done. Uh, he has done All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Maud, Good Times, The Jeffersons, Hot Baltimore, One Day at a Time, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, The Dumplings, All Owls Fair, All That Glitters, 
Fern Ward tonight, America tonight, the Baxters, aka Pablo, Sunday Diner, the Powers That Be, 704 Hauser, Channel Umpty 3, and the revival of One Day at a Time, which is currently on Netflix. Uh, if you're curious, and I'm sure a lot of you are, Norman Lear is going to turn 96 years old this July. That's right, folks. He is going to be 96 years young this coming July. So at the end of July, uh, go wish him a happy birthday to this legend of television. One of the one of the great names in television history. So Norman Lear, uh, like I said, he voices Benjamin Franklin in this episode, and Benjamin Franklin is the voice of reason. So Benjamin Franklin says, look, if we do go to war, then there are going to be countries that hate us. But if we don't go to war, then we're basically letting everybody come to our country and destroy what we have. So if we are a country that supports war but also doesn't support war, then we can, you know, we can have a great country. We can say what we want. And they get it. It becomes the United States of America. Basically, what he says is saying one thing and doing another. Or as another person said, having our cake and eating it too. So... Cartman then realizes what what the Founding Fathers want. And he has this flashback to go back, and he wakes up in the hospital. So the fight is still going on with the protesters, and then all of a sudden, here comes Cartman. And someone is like, Hey, it's the kid in the hospital! So he gives the speech about how the Founding Fathers would have wanted us to go to war, but at the same time would have also wanted us to protest the war. Because if you say one thing, you could do another. Or have our cake and eating it too. So all the people realize what Carmen has said, and they're right. And it's like, well, if we don't have you protesters, then we can't you know, go to war. And if we don't have our soldiers, then we'd be taken over by terrorists and China. And at this point, you know, Stan and Kyle, they're a little bit shocked. And then we get to the ending. And I'm going to play the clip again because there is a second verse to their version of A Little Bit Country. So let's listen to this. Well, I'm a little bit rock and roll I'll be the muscle of America And me, I'll be the caring soul When you put us together You get a nation with one goal To thrive and prosper With a little country and rock and roll Come on up here, everybody We're a little bit country We're a little bit rock and roll We can be a nation that believes in war And still tells the world that we don't let the flag for hypocrisy fly high from every pole Cause we're a little bit country And we're a little bit rock and roll Well, good night, everybody. It sure has been great bringing you 100 episodes. We want to thank our guests, the pro-war people. And the anti-war people. What the hell are they doing now? I don't know. For the war, against the war, who cares? 100 episodes. I hate this town. I really, really do. Now, I want to point out before we or before I wrap this review of the episode up. If you watch very, very carefully, because I've seen this episode a few times and I didn't realize it until I watched it. When they call everybody up onto the stage for the finale, and and they have. Uh, you know, some of the characters, they have Terrence and Philip. they have, 
Chef, they've got Cheech and Chong, you know, they got all the characters. If you pay very, very close attention to the last row going up, the last row, Jesus is there. Jesus. You know, the same character that got killed at the end of season six? You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that you killed off a character and you bring him back for like five dead seconds? Come on! Oh well, I'm not gonna hold it against him. Uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to point that out. I, you know, I've seen this episode before, uh, and then you know I watched it twice to get ready for this review. And I never noticed until watching it the second time. Like, oh my god, he's in that crowd. Uh, so that is the end of I'm a Little Bit Country. The 100th episode. Excuse me. The 100th episode of South Park. Um... So, what did I think about this episode? Well, I, I, I gotta tell you. Uh, th like I said, this is an interesting time uh, for the United States. Because a few weeks ago, we had just gone to war with Iraq. And we basically had taken over Iraq. Um, I'm a junior in high school at this point in time. So, you know, the, the way things go, you know, it's very interesting. I thought they did a really good job with this episode. Um, of course, if you had not heard uh, a few weeks ago, the original 100th episode was going to be the season premiere, the, the episode where Earth gets cancelled. That was the original 100th episode. But for some reason, it got bumped up. We get this episode. And this is a very good episode. This is, in a way, South Parkish, but not in a disgusting kind of way. It's a, we have a thought, we have an opinion, and this is what we think. And I gotta say, they did a really good job, a tremendous job, with this episode. Um... They, they called it down the middle. That's how they did it. They just called it right down the middle. Uh, and, and that's, you know... I, I, one of the great things about living in the United States is... Uh, you know, the, the, the First Amendment right. The freedom to express your feelings. And I just think it's very well done. I think this is one of the best episodes of Season 7... I'm going to give this a 10. The 100th episode gets a 10 out of 10 for me. An absolute fantastic episode. So, let's get into show notes. Where did the idea of this episode come from? Well, Man and Trey noticed that while all the pro-Iraq war songs were by country artists, all the anti-war songs were by rockers. This made them think of the old Donnie and Marie standard, I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. Thus, the entire episode hinged on getting rights to use the song, rights that weren't secured until the last possible minute. Whew, you talk about uh, cutting the wire, you know, reaching the 11th hour. Basically, they have done that. The flashback that Cartman has throughout the ep or tries to have and ends up getting was inspired by Norman Lear's touring around schools with a copy of the Declaration of Independence. Keith Finn of the Daily Nebraskan, yes, that is a real newspaper, praised the episode's portrayal of the United States two-party system and free speech and they did a terrific job I thought in this episode like I said calling it right down the middle and I, I think they did a great job it, it definitely deserves a 10 
So let's get to IMDb and let's see what the people at IMDb thought of this episode. Of 1,459 users, the average rating for this episode is an 8.2 out of 10. To break it down, 311 people gave this episode a 10. That's going to be the vote that I give it momentarily. 293 people gave this episode a 9. 455 people gave this episode an 8. And 21 people gave this episode a 1. They must not be patriotic. So Nick, get out! No, I'm just kidding. So to break it down for demographics, over 1,100 males voted or gave their rating in this episode, and their average rating is an 8.1. Meanwhile, 93 females uh, gave a rating, and the average rating from females is an 8.3. Very, very interesting. But like I said... This is one of the better episodes, I think, of this seventh season of South Park. It's just really well done. It just really, really is. So, two reviews to bring up. Surprisingly, only two. I thought there would be more. This is the hundredth episode. So, anyway, let's start it off for the one hundredth episode with our favorite reviewer on IMDb, Gangsta Hippie. So Gangsta Hippie wrote, I'm a Little Bit Country is the 100th episode of South Park. It's also a fairly good history lesson. However, it's not entirely accurate. The episode involves the town being split up with people who think the Founding Fathers supported war and people who think the Founding Fathers did not support war. The boys pretend to be anti-war just to get out of school, but they say they don't know about the Founding Fathers of National TV, so Garrison makes the class do a report on them. Instead of studying, Cartman tries to have a flashback to the year 1776. He finally does so by electrocuting himself with a TiVo machine taped with a History Channel. He then sees the Founding Fathers' original intentions with the Declaration of Independence. This is a good episode, and also a good historical lesson. Alright. Our other review, and this is a brand new person, is from Ron in L.A. Ron in L.A. wrote, South Park does not get all the credit it deserves as our time's most perceptive and fearless source of social and political commentary. This 2003 episode is one of the best examples. The kids can serve as neutral observers to the angry confrontation between adults in the left-wing war-is-not-the-answer faction against the right-wing support-the-troops faction. The opposing camps have competing permits for the same space, so a direct acting out of American culture wars is coming. It is hard to imagine a more complete and perceptive chronicling of the intense division that was part of the real world circa 2003 over the war in Iraq. It is interesting that this is an episode where they got Norman Lear as a collaborator and guest voice, as, they as the usually right-leaning Parker and Stone manage a balanced and completely ingenuous resolution of the culture wars conflict, which manages to puncture the pretense on both sides. Um, I, I remember, real quick, uh, I, I remember, uh, there was a special on VH1 where they talked about South Park, like, uh, they, they were, like, going through the history of South Park, and one of the, towards the end of that episode, I remember they were saying how, how much respect that they had for Norman Lear, and how they looked up to him as one of these, you know, gods of television, and one of the more respected individuals and I, I I'm sure it's odd for people to hear that, you know, from Trey and Matt, but you know, that's how they felt. And, you know, I went through, you know, what Norman Lear you know, his career and what he's done. Norman Lear is going to be remembered as one of the more important figures in the history of television. If Norman Lear is not there I don't know if we have 
the Jeffersons, Good Times, All in the Family, Maud, and those other shows that I mentioned earlier on in this episode. So, pretty, pretty cool. Okay, so, uh, I wanted to bring up three shows, three shows who had already, or have already reached a hundred episodes. These three shows are related to South Park in a particular way, and you're going to find out in a minute. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what their 100th episode was and what happened in that 100th episode. So I'm going to start off with the one that, you know, when you mention South Park, this show probably is mentioned first thing, and that's The Simpsons. Uh, The Simpsons made their 100th episode, they reached their 100th episode on April 28th, 1994, with an episode entitled Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. This is the 19th episode of the fifth season of The Simpsons. In the episode, Superintendent Chalmers fires Principal Seymour Skinner after a disaster at the school. Bart Simpson, feeling partially responsible for Skinner's firing, tries to help his old principal get his job back. The episode was written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein and directed by Bob Anderson. The episode features cultural references to films such as Alien and Full Metal Jacket. The title is a parody of the film Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Since airing, the episode has received a positive critical reception from television critics. It acquired a 12.7 rating from Nielsen and was the highest rated show on the Fox network the week it aired. And I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I really am. Uh, So I just want to mention real quick, the chalkboard gag and the couch gag from this 100th episode. The chalkboard gag says, I will not celebrate meaningless milestones. Well, we're doing it here this week, so... Now, the couch gag. The Simpsons sit on the couch as a translucent Fox Station watermark identification logo appears in the lower right-hand corner of the screen. Homer sees it, gets up from the couch, peels it off, and everyone stomps on it. So that was the 100th episode of The Simpsons. The other show of the modern era that South Park gets compared to, and going to be getting to this one probably within the next year, is Family Guy. They had Their 100th episode was called Moving Out, Brian's Song. The episode originally aired on September 30th, 2007. It is the second episode of the sixth season. Very interesting. The episode was written by John Wiener and directed by Cindy Tang. In the episode, Peter convinces Brian to move in with his girlfriend, Jillian, and Stewie tags along to help pay the rent. Meanwhile, Meg and Chris get jobs at the convenience store where Chris befriends the manager, prompting Meg to do all the hard work. The episode is or the episode title is a reference to the Billy Joel song Moving Out or Anthony's song. Actually I didn't know the parentheses was Anthony's out. I've always known it as Moving Out. And the film Brian's Song. The episode marks the end, spoiler alert here if you haven't seen it, of Brian and Jillian's relationship, which started in Season 5. Moving Out was met with generally positive reviews from critics who praised it for having a continuous storyline. Critics also praised Drew Barrymore's performance as Jillian and considered it sorrowful, sorrowful that her character was written out of the series. 
the episode was viewed by 7.95 million viewers in its original airing. Yeah, I remember this one. I was a little bit shocked that uh, Brian and Jillian broke up. I, I really was. I was sort of rooting for those two. But it would not be the last you would see of Jillian. I, I do remember that. Um, but yeah, but you know, here's the thing though. And, and this is something that should be brought up. This was in 2007. If the show doesn't get canceled twice... Um, they probably reach this milestone a lot quicker. They probably do. I don't, I, I say, well, let's see, it started in 99. I would say it would have been reached by 2004 if, if they had not been canceled twice. And the third episode that I want to bring up, and this one's a little out of left field, but I should mention it because it does have historic purposes is the Flintstones. Because the Flintstones, which was the original primetime animated TV show, they reached their 100th episode on December 5th, 1963 with an episode entitled Daddy's Little Beauty. I'm only going to read the description because, um, well, Wikipedia doesn't quite have all of the details. Fred believes he enters Pebbles in a beauty contest for babies when he actually enters her in a beauty contest for young women. He decides to hide it from Wilma after she refuses to allow Pebbles to enter in a beauty contest <coughs> and tries to sneak her into the beauty contest without Wilma knowing. The episode was written by Herbert Finn. And that was from season four of the Flintstones. Now, the Flintstones, you got to remember, they began in 1960. So, and they were doing a lot more episodes. Actually, their first season was, and I'm looking at the notes here, their first season was 28 episodes. Their second season is the longest one, which is 32 episodes. Oh, my Lord. But, yeah, they managed to reach their 100th episode in the quickest time between between the four shows. Them, Family Guy, Simpsons, and South Park. They were the ones that were able to reach it the quickest. So... I just want to I just want to share my thoughts on this incredible journey that uh, I have been on since I started this show about three years ago. Um, when I started back in 2015, I wanted to do a podcast where I reviewed a TV show that I loved, and I had many. I had many choices to go from. I had this, The Simpsons. I, I remember Phineas and Ferb was another one. And part of me is thankful that I'm doing South Park. But at the same time, part of me is like, oh my God, can you imagine if you'd be doing The Simpsons right now? You'd probably be on like season three compared to season seven of South Park. Um... There is one individual who deserves all the credit for this even happening. And his name is Fro. Fro was the one who encouraged me to do this to do this particular TV show, to do this particular show. If it was not for him, I don't know if I would be doing South Park, maybe I would have been dumb enough to do The Simpsons. Not saying that The Simpsons is dumb. I love The Simpsons. I'm always going to be a Simpsons fan. But it was because of Fro that 
this show happened. And because of that, um, you know, we had amazing times recording the show. I mean, we there were times where, and you can hear it in the conversations one of the older episodes. Um, and actually, it's been two years. I thought it was three. I gave this show an extra year, so it took me two years to get two hundred episodes. <coughs> Pardon me. Than it did the original South Park. But anyway, um, in all seriousness, Fro Nygaard is a very important person to this show. Without him, I don't know where this show goes. And he had such creative ideas. If you go back to the early episodes, like the first two seasons we do, he's the one who comes up with the idea of picking a character, uh, doing the ratings, talking about the different stuff. He was the one that really pushed me to continue to do it. There were probably days where I didn't want to watch the show, but I'm like, damn it, I gotta do it. Fro is with me. He joined me on this, and I'm, you know, I'm gonna do it. Um, this has been a fun journey, and I know I've gotten people who are like, really, you watch South Park? But I want you to understand, when this started, I was of okay. I want to see what South Park is like. I want to. St- I, I want to go take this journey from the very beginning, 1997, and let's just see how things are. Let's see how time has changed since that. Since 1997, we're already in the 2003, and we have at least 15 more years. Of material that I have to go through, and many people are going to go along with for the ride. Um, and I think the greatest thing about South Park is how they never conformed to anybody or anything. They've always stayed true to themselves. Yes, they've had stretches of bad episodes. Yes, they have had bad seasons. Season 2 is a very bad season. Uh, with, with the exception of a few episodes here and there. But South Park should be remembered when it is done, whenever that may be, as one of the most important television shows to this genre of television ever and think of think of where south park is now if we don't have south park today how many dozens of other episodes or dozens of other cartoon shows would we not have without south park South Park is often imitated, but never duplicated. Um, It is one of the best shows, I think, ever created. And their style is so different. It is so different that it can never be be duplicated. And I think what what the legacy of South Park is going to be is, if you are not a fan, of South Park, then it is going to be, oh, they're just fart jokes and killing a character every week. But if you are a fan, then the legacy of South Park is they had some of the most creative, insightful episodes there has ever been on television. And they... Were fair. Everybody and everything was fair game, and they went for it, and they gave no crap about if the people liked it or not.
Okay, so I posted a while back polls asking our members on our Facebook group what their favorite episodes from season five and six are of South Park. Season five, which is a very interesting season because it's sort of in the middle, the most popular episode is Cartman Land. I'm, I'm not surprised. That's a good episode. That is a good episode. That I, I didn't give it a 10, but it's a good episode nonetheless. Then we have a five-way tie for second with Osama Bin Laden has farty pants, Butter's very own episode, Cripple Fight, Super Best Friends, and It Hits the Fan. For season six, there were only three episodes that got at least a vote, but the most popular one was Simpsons Already Did It, which is, in a way, a tribute to The Simpsons, if you think about it. Then we have A Ladder to Heaven, uh, which had the second most votes, and Child Abduction is Not Funny finished third. All right. Um, I want to do something that a very dear friend of mine, Captain Marvelous, did when he reached a hundred episodes of one of his podcasts and that is I, I wanna I wanna thank every single person in our Facebook group who has supported the show, voted, done everything, because without them, and of course without you the listeners, wouldn't have made it. Wouldn't have made it to a hundred episodes in two years. Uh, so if I pronounce your name wrong, I do apologize. So I want to thank all these wonderful people on our Facebook group for helping us reach 100 episodes. Fro Nygaard, Clarinda Byer, Joe Stitz, Leslie Ann Covey, Danielle Skinner, Gordon Wall, Natalia Catherine, Ed Beltran, Justin Drysdale, Ted Ingram, Michael Quinn, Ruben Vasquez Jr., Todd Zastro, Brian Full, Denzel Thomas, Dusty Collins, Charlie Bishop, Chris McGinnis, Chris O'Mealy, Nathan Carter, Jason Richardson, Mike Irizarry, Larry Wilson, Jacob Winkleman, Jason Harris, Don LaMartina, Jeremy Osborne, Ben Zavala, Tilly Phillips, Michael Marzacco, Blair Critchell, Ian Chandler, Luke Zettler, Jordan Michael Carson, Denzel Lamar, Josette Meyer, Scott Pleasant, Sandra Spinetti, Willie Huampa, Jack Sullivan, Dean Hewitt, Barlene Dezudi, Rebecca Brossard, Cut Arn Lysing, Anne Holtzkog, Austin Brunick, Matt Rudd, Stephen Toole, Nicholas Yorick, Dick Bradley, Bradley, Tove Hagen, Jeffrey Herbster, Martin Dorham, Harry Montagu, Gavin White, Grant Kilpatrick, Mike Elkington, Mikhail Kolstrom, Evgenia Tumanova, Michael or Mike Richardson, Justin Kramer, Dan Fielding, Bill Ludolf, J. Travis Morton, Ed Salo, Dustin Bizzle, Michael C. Huntley, Jeanette Nurseveen, Daniel Williams, Steve Murdoch, Malin Brulin, Malcolm Spinetti, Ben Wonders, Christopher Locke, Neil Woe, John Dickinson, Kirsty, Nygaard, uh, Trin Larson, King T-Rex Herja, Kenneth Nielsen, Paul Henry Schlute, uh, Steve Masevic, Cecile Bodden, Sal Villarreal, Glenn Mornin, Daniel, uh, Daniel James, pardon me, Radar Richardson, Craig Zamet, Anthony Cornish, Super Luke Smith, Jason Williams, Vibeck Stranger, Holly Galpin, Kristen Alexandra Lund Helber, Kathy Wilson, Carolyn Ke uh, Kepnes, Stephen Keith, Stephen Anthony Gregory Hughes, 
Jeffrey Storrow, Mike Rawley, and Josh Henniger. Thank you all for being a part of the Facebook group and being big supporters of this podcast called Sharks Pond. If you would like to join our Facebook group, it's real simple. You go to the search bar and you type in Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You are right there. And if you can't find it in the search, don't worry. There's a link in the description box. You are right there there don't forget to follow us on twitter it is sharks pond 97 and visit the patreon page patreon.com backslash bill's world of podcasts with your donations and support can help this show and other shows that i do now i want to warn everybody real quick that the next episode that will be up it's going to be a little bit delayed uh, but don't worry uh the next episode's going to come up because the next episode is Fat Butt and Pancake Head. That is the next episode. So, as a special tribute, as a way to end this week's episode, and to thank you guys for listening for 100 episodes, I have a little surprise for you. I've created a montage, montage, of all of our theme songs from the podcast's beginning and even the specials too so i hope you guys enjoy the special tribute the special montage of our theme songs for the one for the past 100 episodes of sharks pond a south park podcast i am bill and i'll talk to you guys next time today's episode of sharks pond a south park podcast will not be heard at this time, so we can bring you the following special. Philip would like to watch South Park, but they are also movie marks. They like to watch all the good and bad films. So now they will Take a trip down memory lane. This is a South Park special. They will talk about movies. Kyle and Stan 
heart men and can me 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 four boys in a town they call South Park 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 Crazy crap goes on every day And there's two guys who talk on Shark's Pond Rowan Bill Shark's Pond A South Park Podcast Listen with your ears They discuss Every episode and so much more. Twenty seasons and then so many more. We hope you love this show. It's Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. What's his name? The kid in the orange jacket You can barely understand What he says His name's Kenny Suddenly He gets killed every single week Then comes back to life again Oh, suddenly, he breathes again. Why he comes back to life, I just don't know. He says, What's his name? He's a kid in an orange jacket Many talks and no one understands Oh, I believe it's Kenny Why he dies each week I just don't understand Does he have some suicidal plan for him What's his name? The kid in the orange jacket You can never understand Who what he says It is Kenny It is Kenny Sharks from the South Park Podcast Sharks from the South Park Podcast Caspark Past Sharks from the South Park Podcast Outcast Shark Sharks from the South Park Cast Sharks from the South Park Cast Podcast Shark Pod Sharks Park Park Podcast Sharks from the South the Park Podcast Podcast Shark of the Podcast Shark Podcast Shark Pod South Park Podcast Shark
South Park and South Park Podcast. Shark Fun Podcast Fun. Podcast Podcast Shark Shark Fun the South Park. Podcast Shark Fun. Yes, sir.